0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Rink Rap Report podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 2nd. Uh, Canada takes on Finland today in the quarterfinals of the World Junior Tournament. Obviously, they lost the New Year's Eve um, thriller to the Russians 2-1, a game that I thought they could have, should have, but unfortunately didn't win. Um 2-1 really close game was tied for the majority of the game um i don't know the i think there was about nine minute nine and a half minutes where russia led and that was the the end of the game um canada outchanced them in that game they outplayed them unfortunately it didn't go their way um i'd like to throw out a colin coward for anyone familiar with colin coward um he, he likes to make unpopular. T- uh, Hot takes, we'll call it, on his show, The Herd. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of them, but I'm going to say McIsaac is MVP because Canada's won every other game when he's been in the lineup. They're 0 1 without him, and they're 3 with 0 with him. That's my Colin Coward take of the game. I think that's completely bogus. Uh, McIsaac's a decent defenseman, but he's our seventh defenseman, so sixth or seventh defenseman. I don't think it's really. Um, there's my garbage take of the podcast, uh, if anyone wanted those, um, so let's get into it. I'm going to, so today I'm going to talk, uh, this episode, I'm going to talk about what happened in that game and what they need to do against Finland and looking forward, what they need to do against Finland, uh, in order to move on to the semis where they play the winner of. Switzerland and Sweden. Sweden on a very impressive run um, in the world Juniors in just on a in this tournament and just in general with that I mean that streak of I think it's 48 games that they've won straight in the preliminaries. It's almost embarrassing that they don't they haven't they have so few medals relative to how long that streak is, especially when you look at the talent that they've had, in the past couple of years during that streak. I mean, William Nylander was there for a lot of it. Um, his brother, uh, Alex Nylander was there as well. I mean, they've had a lot of good teams. I don't know what has gone on in the, in the placement games, in the, in the semifinals. Uh, they've got, they've, they've gotten to the semifinals or slash the uh, loss. Like they've, they have played in the at least the bronze medal game since what's that? 06-07? if I'm reading that correctly, uh, and only one gold medal to show for it. There, only one gold medal. Wow, that's 2011, 2012 when Mika Zibanejad scored that winning goal there, and in that one, in that tournament, I mean two two wins, four overtime wins total. That's that's completely wild. So, it'll be interesting to see. I th- I'm i fairly confident. I don't see why not. Why Sweden wouldn't show up and be very strong in the semifinals. Hopefully, um, hopefully Canada can knock them off. But, anyways, let's get into this Canada-Russia game. Uh, first off, that, that line, denisenko cost Kostin for Russia. That was really good. Um, they... Denisenko plays a pretty hard game. They have a couple fast guys. in like Kostin's not the fastest guy, but he's very skilled. And he's a pretty heavy guy. Um, not the easiest to get the puck off of because he's got good hands. But Denisenko-Kravtsov really, really impressed me. New York's really going to like Kravtsov. And Florida's going to uh, like Denisenko. I know all of their numbers aren't the flashiest so far this year, but that's because they're all playing in pro leagues. I mean, Denisenko in the KHL... Kravtsov in the KHL, and Kostin in the AHL. I mean, that's why their numbers aren't as good as what you see on, like, guys on Team Canada. But that line was really good. Uh, Semarokov, the Edmonton Oilers draft pick, he's currently playing with Guelph this year. Uh, He was the Russian defenseman. He looked pretty good this game. Uh, He played a lot of minutes for them. He's going to be a horse moving forward, obviously, for them. Um, He, to me... I feel like he gives me like a Liber Highcheck uh, kind of feeling, and in the sense of if you remember Liber Highcheck last year, he had eight points in seven games. I mean, it, and his season totals didn't really show for it. Um, I think this is, I think this is a a stock rising tournament for him. Obviously, I don't think it's a representation of how strong of a defenseman he is. He is I don't see him as projecting as a one or two defenseman in the NHL. He could be a more middle at best fourth defenseman on the team, but he's been very strong for Russia so far. Um, now let's get into how Canada played. I mean, it kind of stinks that Frost got taken out in that uh, the first period because of a, a boarding penalty. He was taken out of the game twelve minutes. Uh, fortunately, I think Lafreniere filled in very nicely with uh, in his absence. There, I'll get in more into how he played later. Um, he again did not hit double digits in his ice time, but I I, I like the way he played. Anyways, and moving on, uh, the PK. I mean, not scoring any power play goals and having special teams goals go against you. Again, it's killing Canada. I don't know. That power play... That, let's go into that penalty kill goal first. It was a way too easy, even a zone entry. Um, it was a great pass by Kravtsov. He f- froze the D and made a really good pass to Denisenko, who f- made a good finish. But they were really kind of sloppy, and too many guys were out of position um, when that happened. And, I mean, it's been... If you look at their exhibition loss against finland and now and even that switzerland game that was really close and now in this game against russia where it's cost them again you really need to be scoring more power play goals than you're having special teams goals uh penalty kill goals go against you um and it's not it's i think it's less than ode to the penalty kill and how how it's been it's been okay I think you can survive with a penalty kill like this, but the power play just really needs to be taking advantage of chances that they're getting. Um, and I think it starts with with Bouchard at the top there. The, or even that whole unit really needs to change. They really need to start playing that second unit more. We saw it last game, what it did. They scored two goals. They looked good. Ty Smith had a really good game last game. I'm not sure why Ty Smith is not getting more power play time, why he has not... Replaced Bouchard on that penalty, on that power play. Bouchard's been good. He made a couple good defensive plays in the third period of that game. But Ty Smith has just been better. And I don't understand whether it's age or where they've been drafted or size or Bouchard's shot. But Tim Hunter's just refusing to change that. I mean, I know it's mid-tournament. You don't like to make changes. But it's pretty clear that Ty Smith has been Fantastic for Canada and deserves a better shake on the power play. Or even that whole second unit deserves a better shake than what they've been getting so far. Uh, one thing that's been a hot topic from this game, Comtois, the fact that he wears the C, and his embellishment. He got called on embellishment. Uh, TSN ran a couple plays where they showed, uh, yeah, he's been embellishing this whole tournament. That's the way he plays. Um, I Yeah, I think to tell him, yes, clean it up. Obviously you want him to clean that up. You don't want your captain flopping around out there like that. And you saw the Clint Costin quote. I mean, it's not the best look for Canada to have their captain being called Neymar, uh, a Neymar style flopper, or even that he used to work in the circus. But I don't think it's as big of an issue as as some people are making it, like questioning why he's wearing the C. Well, he's the only returning player. He's got a gold medal. He plays with a lot of heart. Yeah, he deserves to see. Um, and I don't have the huge problem with it because when you look at these penalties, they're all offsetting. I mean, he's not putting us in a worse position. They're putting He's putting us in a slightly worse position because he's not playing and he's a good player. He's one of the better players on the team. But he's not putting us behind the eight ball in the sense that he's taking these bad penalties. I mean, that flop, he brought... I think it was cost him with him on that play as well. So, yeah, he should clean it up, and yeah, he should stop doing that, but I don't think it's as big of an issue as some people are making it out to be, to be completely honest. Um, another hot topic from this game I was asked a couple times about was draft-eligible prospect um, Vasily Patkolzin. and how I thought he's looked in this tournament, how I thought he looked in this game. Uh, I have a couple good clips of strong plays that he's made. His speed is fantastic. Um, he almost had a goal in this game. Uh, it was a really good play. Uh, he fed Denisenko. He was behind the net, and he slowly slipped out to the side of the net, hit his stick, and went wide. Um, I thought that was a, a really smart play that was made by him, even on the goal. His screen and the way that he moved up and kind of drew the defender with him. Um, and then they slid it over to Denisenko. I thought he made a couple smart plays in this game and he made a lot of good plays with his speed. Unfortunately, he did take a decently bad penalty, pretty bad penalty uh, that put Canada on the power play. But I thought he had a pretty good game. I really like his speed. I really like his raw skills. I think if we see him at the U18s this, uh, this coming, I think they're in, in April, May. In May, I believe, whenever they are in the spring, this coming U eighteen tournament at, in the spring, I think he's going to rip it up there as well. Um, I mean, it's just it's going to help his drafts. It's he's really to help his draft stock. He's really going to need to improve those MHL, KHL, VHL numbers because they're not quite of that of a top ten pick. Although his talents uh, really are elite. He's, I mean, he's shown that in the holenka Gretzky Tournament and the World Junior Eight Challenge this year, that those performances, as well as I think here, he's been, he's been pretty solid. His assist to Kirill Marchenko was very good too. Um, right now, i put him. I don't think I would put him top five right now, but i maybe it, he could. I think he could weasel his way into the top five for my rankings. Um, later this year, uh, and I think that this uh, this World Junior Tournament will be a turning point to his season. Um, other, another individual that I want to speak on because he's eligible for the upcoming draft is Brett Leshen. Um I normally don't like when teams pick uh, players that have been passed on in the draft because it, when they have like those huge seasons. Um, at 20 years old or whatever because I think that a mature player playing in a developmental or just like a developmental league such as like a junior league um, I believe that a mature player ripping up a developmental league doesn't show much for me I mean unless they have elite speed I don't it doesn't really show much for me and like there's been a lot of examples of guys that put up 90 points when they're 20 years old, they're passed on twice over, and then when they get to the AHL, they stink. Uh, it's happened a couple times. I mean, Tanner Pearson is isn't like a strong... Uh, Tanner Pearson is, I wanna say, an exception to that. He's been He's had a pretty solid NHL career. He was selected 30th overall after being passed on twice. But one guy I wanna circle, and I think he's gonna be another exception to this, is Brett Lieschen. He's been ripping up the WHL this year. He's looked really good for Canada. Um, I know he had, what, four points, I think, against Denmark, which is just a freebie, but he's been fantastic in every single game for Canada so far this year. Um, He scored against the Czech Republic. He had a couple really good chances in this game. He skates very well, and he's a very big body, uh, and he creates a lot of chances just from... Uh, From that, from uh, his forechecking ability, his ability to um, generate offense off the rush, even on the cycle in front of the net, he's very good as well. I think that he could very well, we could very well see him at 20 years old go in the first round of this draft because of how strong of a skater he is. Uh, And then the last guy, obviously, I'll get into Lafreniere. I thought he was effective. Um, if you were watching the game and you weren't strictly like keeping a keen eye on him, I, I think you might have just not noticed him at all. But I think, but because that was because he took so, he was playing so few shifts. I thought he did a lot of little things really well. Um, he moves the puck really well. He forechecks very well. I mean, Tim Hunter said he was just skating out there in his interview a couple games ago. But he skates very well, and he forechecks very well because his hands are so good. And he's got—he's a pretty—he's not huge, but he's decently—he's decently sized, and he's got a good reach where he's able to strip defenders and uh, hold on to the puck uh, when he's under pressure. Um, there was a really good—I mean, he was, yeah, he didn't have many many shifts, but I thought he was very effective. In the one in the ones that he did, uh, I don't have the exact Corsi numbers on it or whatever, but I think that he would. He was very he was effective and he was moving the puck up ice and it was in their zone more than it was in ours when he was, he when he was on. Um. So yeah, pretty much in this game, I mean, we outchanced them. TSN showed in all three periods. I mean, we had the Canadians had. More quality shots. Uh, unfortunately, the special teams was not they didn't have the edge in the special teams in this game, and that's what killed them. I think our top line outmatched their top line. I think we outmatched them on every single line. Um But Russia's goalie Kotchekov. I don't know, I think Kochikov, number 20. Uh undrafted, actually. Uh he's he's got sh- good size. Uh, he's playing right now in the He's playing in the VHL right now and he's actually putting up some pretty good numbers, especially for a 20-year-old, and this is the VHL for those who are not familiar with it, is the second division in Russia. So I think we could very well see him in net in the quarterfinals, and I think we could see him Kochikov. That's his name. That's how you pronounce it. I think we could see him drafted. He's got a 208 and a 931 in the VHL this year. I think we could very, very well see him, his name called at the draft in June this year um, as a 20 year old as well. And he was fantastic. He made a couple of really good saves against Canada, moves pretty well in the net. Got He's got good size. He needs to fill out a little bit more, only at 183, 183 pounds. Um, but he could be a solid prospect in this upcoming draft. I think he would go around the fifth round, similar to what both of Slovakia's goalies got drafted uh, to last, in last year's draft. Um, but yeah, I mean, there wasn't too many issues I had in this in this game. Uh, I thought Phillips, Smith, and Brooke all played very well on the back end. Phillips, unfortunately, was beat on on that Pavel Shen goal, on the second goal, the game-winning goal. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't have too much support behind him from Bouchard, but I thought he he did a very good job being mobile on the blue line, getting pucks to the net. Uh, he was responsible in his own zone. And Ty Smith, as I mentioned, um, I think he's been Canada's best defender in this tournament. Um, his ice time has not really shown that. Uh, did he have... Yeah, he... Bouchard had, oh, so he did, yeah. I read that wrong. 23-15 in ice time. So he did get the most amount of ice time on Team Canada in this game. And I think he was very deserving. And I think we're going to continually see him as the most, as uh, the highest time on ice, the player with the highest time on ice moving forward through this tournament, uh, through the quarterfinals game. And fingers crossed, knock on wood into the semifinals and the medal and the gold medal game as well and interesting to note Ty Smith 2000 born he's eligible to be returned for next year however we have to it's going to be interesting to see if New Jersey takes a chance on him and lets him play in the NHL next year because New Jersey's defense is not very good and New Jersey overall has just been horrible 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 this year um so those are my ramblings for this game. I thought, pretty solid game overall from everyone. But unfortunately, uh, that last little breakdown at the end, and some of our chances just couldn't be buried. Mackenzie Entwistle in the third period, that puck was on the line. I thought that could have easily slipped in, as well as a couple other chances. So, um, And now I'm going to move on into the game against Finland. Um, that's going to be really fun to Finland's been good to watch because even though they haven't been playing well uh they have a couple really strong draft eligible players uh anton lindell obviously is eligible for next year not this year but capo caco is really giving jack hughes a run for his money uh unfortunately jack hughes has been out this entire tournament but caco's been fantastic i mean you can't say enough good things about him he's been he skates so well six foot three he's got a good reach he he controls the puck so well and he cycles the puck really well too. He's really good off the rush and on the cycle, which makes him such a threat out there. Um, he hasn't been getting a ton of ice time. Uh, he's been hovering around 15, 16 minutes. Um, uh, but he's been fantastic. I think for Finland so far, this tournament, uh, he's got, he's picked up three points in the four preliminary games played. Uh, Anton Lindahl as well has been very good. Uh, he's picked up two points in four games. Uh, he's been playing around 16 minutes as well for uh, Team Finland. But now, for what Canada can expect, um, we saw Finland play in the final exhibition game of the uh, the final exhibition game against in the, of the World Juniors, the, the third one. They lost 5-2. One was the empty net. That really, really weird Vertanen empty netter. I mean, let that kid try that 100 times. I doubt he gets it 10% of the time. That was just ungodly. But anyways, so 4-2 game. uh, Again, special teams was the downfall uh, for us in that one. I don't think it really helped us that we brought Scott in. You had to bring Scott in for the purpose of what that game meant it was just an exhibition game you want to see how he could do um and let him get a couple reps i guess you could call it in um but i don't think it helped that we brought a cold goalie in to a very close game like that uh, so that's one thing that will um that's one thing to note about that game um, one thing that I think Finland has struggled with this year is, and in past tournaments as well is they just get a lot of outside chances. Nothing really to the net. There's no... Nobody's really uh, creating a screen. Uh, there's no good rebound chances. It's all a lot of perimeter shots that they take. Um, for some reason, they limit themselves to the perimeter a lot. And that that's been their downfall. I mean... They have that game against USA. I mean, uh, Sweden. The one game against Sweden that they played and I watched. Uh, other than a couple caco caco chances, capo caco chances, nothing really. I mean, when you're watching even this USA game, it's all outside. There's not any traffic in front, and. They're not. it's not driving enough offense, even though they've got a lot of talent on offense. Ali Tolvan is a fantastic player. Alexei Hipponemi, Ka, um, Rasmus Kupari. I mean, there's speed up and down this lineup. There's some good shots up and down this lineup, but I don't think they're really driving hard enough to the net. They're not getting into the dirty areas enough, and it's really costing them. So if Canada can uh, kind of almost push them around, Throw the body as we've seen them do all tournament. I mean, Morgan Frost, a guy who's dubbed, who was dubbed in the past as a soft player. I mean, we saw it, we've saw we been seeing him throw the body around even. Um, I think that it's been contagious up and down this lineup. I mean, Tim Hunter has demanded it probably of each and every player. And they've got it. Comtois has been an absolute freight train. And everyone else... Uh, We've seen, like, very unsuspecting guys. I mean, even Nick Suzuki, I think, threw a big hit, too. He's not very... He's not the biggest guy um, as well. I think he's only 5'11". So, put um, a lot of physicality on them. You can't be outscored on special teams. That's one really big one that's been... uh, That's been hampering them in this tournament. Uh, And even that's been hampering them. And I mean, I know they've only lost that one game and they were only outscored just by that one power uh, penalty kill goal against. But, I mean, you see it, that that game against Switzerland, you should win that game easily. And they didn't. And it, it was a close game because they were outscored on special teams. So those are my big things to note about this game. Continue to keep Finland uh, Finland's shots to the outside Um, special, uh, special teams be, uh, number one, you don't want to be on the penalty kill. Uh, but when you are keep Finland's shots to the outside, capitalize on your, uh, on the power play chances that you get. Um, I'd like to see power play number, uh, their second power play unit playing more than their first power play unit, just because they've been a lot more effective than they have and driving to that and getting to those areas where finland won't go Uh, i mean that game that exhibition game that they lost remember there was one b uh one pretty bullshit call uh, a goal that was called off i mean because the ref lost sight of the puck he thought luke uh and had the puck and he didn't, and we put it in. That's one goal. That, that could have changed the game completely uh that could have made the game a completely different game. So, and there was a couple other chances where the puck was there, everyone was tied up, mad scramble, and it was an open net pretty much. That I mean one guy gets free, you tap that in. Again, a completely different game. I think they were a little unlucky in that exhibition game. And Finland's a very, very beatable team. They just got a you got to get physical. you got to capitalize on your power play chances, and you got to continue to keep them to the outside, as pretty much every other team has in this tournament, aside for the weaker ones, obviously. So those are all the notes that I have um, for today. Um, oddly, the Leafs have that next-generation game, I think it's at 3 p.m. for all you Leaf fans out there, on Thursday. That should be quite interesting. Um, little uh it'll, it'll be i mean i think most people end up recording it watch it at seven the normal time uh i don't know how i'm gonna be able to sneak away and watch this one that's i really intend to but not looking likely that i do so anyways so, uh anyways that's all the notes that i have so you beat finland you most likely play Sweden in the in the semifinals, and then in the finals, um, you play pro, most likely the winner of United States Russia. I think the United States will pull that one through. Another Canada, Uni, uh, Canada USA gold medal game. That's gonna be that's gonna be electric. If you you missed the game a couple of years ago where Canada lost in a shootout. Um do yourself a favor and watch the highlights of that game again. That game was phenomenal. Hopefully we get another one of those and it turns out better for the boys in red and white but that's a long ways away. gotta focus on gotta focus on what 's up next and that's Canada Finland today six thirty um, and i 'll be back to recap that game and. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, sign of the cross, knock on wood, whatever your lucky thing is, hopefully I'll be back to tee up that next game for Team Canada. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.